Struggling to keep track of your story and world? Archivos is for you! More intuitive than a wiki, more extensible than Scrivener, Archivos builds your story bible into your personal, always-on tactical display. Graphical relationship charting, continuity tools, this thing has it all, with bonus options for fan engagement and real-time collaboration. Archivos. Story world management done right www.archivos.digital. That's www.archivos.digital. Welcome to the Everyday Novelist. My name is J. Daniel Sawyer, and what the hell, we're still here after all these years, talking creativity, business, art, discipline, and just about everything else we can think to cram into the writing life. Welcome to The Questions, episode 1096. Today we hear from Joe, who asks... Lots of people have opinions about how to write a bestseller. What are some of the more interesting and counterintuitive ways to write a book that never sells at all? The number one way to write a book that never sells at all is to never publish it, or to publish it with such crap cover and copy that no one in their right mind would ever touch it because it looks like it was squeezed out through the hand of a constipated college student in the middle of the night on an LSD trip when he ran or out. Or it just a plain background with... My way was funnier. Yes, but less useful. Okay, plain background with white words with words on it, or it looks like it was written by a kindergartner, or whatever. So beyond not publishing or bad publishing, the best way to write a worst seller is to write something that doesn't have a story, that nobody's interested in, or that preaches to your own biases, or to anyone's biases. Without being so bad that it's absolutely hilarious and you get a lot of people picking it up for so right. bad it's good. Now the thing about preaching to a choir is actually if you if you accurately target the choir, you can make quite a lot of money off of quite a bad book. But if you decide to preach to the choir, but you want to do it with some artistic sophistication, you're completely screwed. Because the people in the choir who are looking for worldview affirmation are going to find it either problematic or too much work or uh, too ambiguous. And the people who are not in the choir are going to read it and be like, oh my god, if I wanted to read someone's evangelism, I'd have gone to X Group's YouTube channel or something. Uh, running something that is neither fish nor fowl and yet completely fails to create its own category is a really good way not to sell. And that's probably the most reliable way not to sell. Um, if you're going to be branching out into new territory where you're basically creating a new category, what you create needs to have a strong enough sense of itself that it really does feel like something new. If it doesn't do that, it can be masterfully executed and still feel cheap and derivative. Much more so than something that is actually cheap and derivative. Because what, you, what do you call something that's cheap and derivative and completely predictable? Pulp. And pulp sells. One of the reasons that some of the best writers in the world write pulp is that the creative limitations being so tight, in order to produce good stuff, you have to be brilliant. Early on, especially in careers, and I've seen this not just with writers, I've seen it with screenwriters, I've seen it with painters, I've seen it with illustrators, I've seen it with photographers. Early on, what everyone should be doing is basically fan fiction. 
I don't mean actual fan fiction where you're using someone else's characters, but you should be writing uh, mimesis. You should be taking stories you like and reconfiguring them a bit and filing off the serial numbers and doing your own thing with them. But instead what happens is that um, people who get into the arts, and I was no different, and it cost me several years, and took me several years to get over it, was uh, you want to do something brilliant and original. And you want to do something brilliant and original even though you don't understand your field well enough to have any idea what would be original. By original, you mean you want to do something you haven't seen done. And invariably, what will happen is you will either wind up recreating something that is already popular that you haven't seen and doing it badly, or you'll wind up creating something that is just almost unintelligibly bad, even if it has things in it that are pretty sharp. I've got, oh god, three or four short stories that I still have copies of that will never see the light of day because they are nothing but an attempt to avoid cliches. And because they attempt so hard to avoid cliches, they wind up having no substance of their own. Cliches are cliches for a reason. They're there because they work. And if you're going to avoid them or subvert them, you need first to understand them. Not just be familiar with them, but really understand them. So um, if you want to be a worst seller, be a typical, everyday, average, pretentious newbie writer. It'll do the job brilliantly. And we all had to learn that one the hard way. So, um, you know, if you are a newbie listening to this, please learn from our mistakes. Save yourself a few years on your career, because for the rest of us, that brings a lot of value. Because that means you'll have three or four more years at the end of your career when you are producing the best stuff you produce in your life. And the rest of the civilization will get to benefit from it. We'll see you tomorrow. The Everyday Novelist is written and presented by J. Daniel Sawyer and Kitty Nakian and is distributed by Artistic Whispers Productions, Incorporated. The text and production are copyright 2024, J. Daniel Sawyer. This podcast is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives License and all other rights are reserved to the author. All of you have made this podcast possible for the last few years with your support and with your questions. And now I'm going to ask you for one more thing. Reviews. We've got to spread the word and get the everyday novelist out to the new generation of writers that are coming online and are lost swimming out there on the internet with no hope of solidarity. Because, hey, the world's a fractious place. So if you could take a moment and leave a review at one or two places, or post about us on your favorite social media venues, we would be ever so grateful. We cannot do this without you.